Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your gracious host, Ms. Sasha, and with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why we have low levels of literacy within the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. And I do it in a way where it's no sugarcoating, no chaser. All right, that real talk, giving it to you raw, all right? And I am so grateful for those of you who have been listening to the podcast. I thank you so much because I believe in our faith. We say when we thank the people, we are thanking God. We are thanking Allah, all right? And so I thank you all very much. And for those of you uh, who are new time listeners, this is your first time listening. I hope that you gain much benefit. I hope that you are enjoying it. And I hope that you share it as well, y'all. Remember, sharing is caring. So here we are. This is, again, this is episode four of season two. And I'm about to just get right on into the topic at hand. And this episode is called what is literacy what is literacy exactly well of course you know anytime we want to know the meaning of something we simply nowadays we go to google right all right that's what i do a lot you know or if you got that uh, dictionary at home which i believe that all homes should have dictionaries and thesauruses we still should have those physical copies uh we can look up the definition of what literacy is and so that's what I did right so I looked it up so that I can uh, define it uh, for you all but actually there are two definitions okay and the second definition the literacy in education is the one I definitely want to focus on so the first is this what is literacy okay So literacy is the ability to read and write and to have the competence in a specific content area. All right. So that's the basics, right? I know those of you, you're like, okay, all right. You know, that that's you pretty much, you knew that, right? But now I want to define what literacy in education is. And so literacy in education is this. It's the ability to use print and written information to function in society, to achieve one's goals, and to develop one's knowledge and potential. Mm. So let let, let that sink in, right? So y'all know I'm about to break this down. And the reason why I wanted to focus this episode on what is literacy it's because we know we hear that word constantly, right? You know, literacy, that's the go-to buzzword in education. Literacy, we got to make sure that our children are reading proficient. We got to make sure that they are literate. Literacy in education. A lot of our kids can't read. We hear this constantly, constantly. And so I said, well, I think what's very important, just like with anything that you do, you want to have a clear working definition of what it is. So then you can be able to build from that. 
And so that's why, as you all heard both definitions, the first one was the real basic one, right? That was the, you know, key foundation, the ability to read and write. You have competence in a specific content area, okay? But now when you're talking about the definition that I gave of literacy and education, this, when I read that definition, the first thing that came to my mind, well, this is the definition that we need because reading is linked to our freedom. Hence, that's why I said the, the term reading is freedom. The whole point of reading is so that we can be empowered, so that we can be able to function in society, so that we can achieve our goals and develop our knowledge and potential. That's the message, y'all, that we must convey to our black children. That's the message that we must convey to ourselves every day. We have to make sure that we are using that definition because when we keep saying the same things in terms of if our children aren't reading, then they're not going to pass the third grade reading test. If our children aren't reading, then they're gonna end up in jail. If our children aren't reading, then they are going to be poor and destitute. And, and, and just any negative thing you can think of. When we focus on that, notice I said focus. I didn't say that you don't talk about the negative things that can occur if you don't do these positive things. That's obvious, right? But if we're always focusing on the negative, then when you do have a child who is struggling, they are going to... It's not going to really give them that that push, that boost into wanting to do it. Because when they're really struggling and they don't get it, then what can happen is that it can make them give up. And that's what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with our children who are, and in particular, in that third and fourth grade age range. That's when our children, our black children, are dealing with the aspect of, man, man, I, don't, I ain't trying to read. How many times you all heard that? My educators out there, you in the classroom and you know the moment it's time to read, the moment you all have to read something together, or the moment you start wanting to call on a child, especially for our black boys, they're like, man, please, I don't feel like doing that. And they try to figure out any way possible to get out of the reading. Well, that's because of the fact that when it comes to talking about why our children should read, we start pushing down their throats. If you're not reading, you're not going to pass this test. You're not going to get good grades. You're not going to pass on to the next grade. And one thing, if you, you understand something about our children and our black children in particular, and that's a whole nother conversation in terms of the, 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 the school piece. But the big part of that is they feel like, number one, I don't really want to be here anyway. Number two, what you got me reading is boring as heck. All right. I'm not interested in it. And that's what happens because the, at the beginning, our children are learning to read. But when they get in third and fourth grade, they're going to the stage of reading to learn. But the problem is, is that 
when, when our children are reading to learn, that's when they're getting inundated with all of the white supremacist messages. George Washington, he was, you know, this great man and, you know, the uh, all the different aspects of, of the American history um, message that they are continuously sending. This false notion of white supremacy. That's when our children are getting bogged down with that. Our dear brother, Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Khamenei, excellent African scholar, he talks about this. That whole notion of when our children in that third and fourth grade, that's why a lot of them check out. That's why a lot of them get bored. That's why a lot of them are looking at the passages. They're like, huh? Like, man, I don't feel like reading this. You know, you start, by, and, and then, and of course, as we know, when they're not seeing themselves, when they're not seeing themselves doing things that are positive, that are good, that are changing the world, and they're looking at it like, dang, man, I mean, you know, we learn about all these people, but they don't look like me. They don't look like the people from my community. Where do I belong? Where do I fit in? Oh, I don't? Oh, okay. You want me to read what? Yeah, whatever. Great, please. You're not about to entice me with no good grades. Is you serious? I don't care about that. Man, give me the basketball. Man, give me that football. Man, what 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 you, what you do? What you want to play Fortnite tonight? Among that's that's what they start doing. Because of the fact, just like I go back to the premise, the literacy and education. They're not looking at literacy as they're being able to achieve their goals, being able to develop knowledge and potential, being able to function in society. You know why? Because they feel like they're not a part of society. Because when our children are in these classrooms for almost eight hours a day, they're being inundated with all of this different, uh, this, this uh, information. They're, it's being pushed down their throat that, oh, okay, uh, directly and indirectly that you don't really belong here, Negro. All right. This, this, this place, you know, is, is not for you. You're going to get in where I tell you to get in at. Okay. This right here is for you. That's why when it comes to, of course, when it comes to the sports arena, you know, they're going to see themselves when the teachers start, when, when black history month comes around, what are they going to do? They're going to make sure they find every entertainer and athlete possible. Shout out to all my entertainers and athletes. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But y'all know what I'm talking about. They're going to find every entertainer and athlete to push in front of our children. You are not, our children are not in no way going to learn about Patrice Lumumba. They're not going to learn about Thomas Sankara. They're not going to learn about Fannie Lou Hamer, Ella Baker. They're not going to learn about Mama Africa on purpose. Hell, a lot of them white folks, for real, for real, they don't even know about these people I'm talking about. I didn't learn about these people until I got grown. Good and grown. Like when I say I'm talking about the last few years, good and grown. And so the, these are the things in which our children are not getting when it comes to literacy. Because again, that message of literacy is what? If you don't read, you gonna go to jail. If you don't read, you gonna get shot up. If you don't read, you're not going to pass the test. And that's not gonna cut it. 
That's why, again, like I said before in the previous episode that I did, and I talk about in terms of how we need to change that message. We need to be intentional about changing that narrative. We need to be intentional about going back to the literacy definition in education, the literacy and education definition, which is the ability to use print, our children reading and writing. Because just like we're telling them to read, we got to tell our babies to write too. Remember, reading and writing are like brother and sister to each other. Those who write well, they read like crazy. And we have to make sure that we are getting our babies into writing, having them keep journals, making sure they are writing those words, uh, giving them a spelling list, making sure they're writing those words. Those, that's key. Also, getting back again to that definition of literacy and education so that they can function in society to achieve one's goals. Now what we're doing is now we're able to tap into, okay, what do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself doing? What do you love to do? What is it that you think about a lot doing? When you tap in and you get that connection with your children, and for those who are educators, when you are trying to do that for your students, then what are you doing? Now you are letting them know that, yes, oh no, you belong in a society. Oh no, you're here and you have something to contribute. You have a gift. All of us have a gift. God blessed all of us with gifts. Every last one of us. And God blessed us with the tools to be able to make sure that we nurture those gifts and those gifts are to be shared, right? You know, what's a gift if you're not giving it to somebody? That's the whole point, right? <laughs> you're giving the gifts. And then also, too, you are appreciating the gifts that you have and it makes you want to give even more. And that's the message. These are the messages that we need to send to our children when it comes to reading, when it comes to literacy. We can't keep telling them that they're going to be failures if they don't read. We have to tell them that, no, you're going to be empowered when you do read. Now let's tap into what are your interests? What things do you like to do? Okay, so now we're going to try to find every book possible that's, that you can be able to read or that you aspire to want to read. And this is what you're going to inundate yourself with. Because that's the thing, too, that our children have to understand is that literacy is that is going to be that foundational piece. Because what it's going to also do is help them research, help them uh, try to figure out as much information as possible to be able to master and hone those skills that they have. Those are the messages that we want to send to our children when it comes to literacy. Like I said before, we cannot uh, keep telling our children that when they, especially when they get in that third and fourth grade level, that reading is always linked to them passing a test. And if they don't, then it's just going to be trouble for them. It's almost like when they get in that third or fourth grade, they go into that dreaded reading cellar. They go into the dreaded reading doldrums. 
Okay? Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Soon as that, soon as that third and fourth grade hit, it's like clank, clank. Yes, read. Yeah, you better read right now, or you're gonna get shot up. You're gonna get murdered. You're on your way to jail, buddy. You bet. And it's like, ah, I don't want to be in that. That's creepy. Now, you know, you may have some kids that are like, okay, okay, y'all, right, I'm about to read. Yeah, and then now you're reading under terror. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, really? Then, then, then that creates a whole nother problem. Now it's like this reading is connected with some trauma. They having nightmares about reading now. Now they waking up in cold sweats. Oh, oh, a book. Oh my God, where is it? Like, huh? Nah, nah, we, we have to stop that. No, we want them to look at reading as... Oh, wow. What? I can create my own video game? Are you serious? Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I can become a better artist when I'm reading? Oh, wow. This person was an artist? Wow, look at all of these different things that they have made and that they have drawn, they painted, they built. This is fabulous. Oh, wow. I can become a fashion designer? Oh, wow. I can I can be a person who decorates cakes. Oh, wow. Yes, there are books on cake decorations. Yes, there's a book on freaking anything you want it. <laughs> you can think about there's a book on. There's books about uh, digging in your nose. <laughs> OK, <laughs> about eating boogers. All right. Check out Gross Greg by Alan Irby. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Alvin Irby. My fault. All right. That funny is gross. It's called Gross Greg for a reason. <laughs> yes. So, but my point I'm making again is that um, the whole definition, the working definition that we must inculcate, that we must have in our minds, that we must use as, as a foundation when it comes to literacy is the literacy and education one. I really like that definition because the first thing like I told you all in the beginning that came to my mind was reading is freedom reading is liberation reading is freeing reading helps us to realize our goals reading helps us to create a vision in our minds of where we see ourselves in two three, four, five, 20 years from now. Reading does that. Reading has definitely done that for me. I did not grow up in a household reading. I did not grow up in households seeing my parents and family members reading, except for, let me say this, and I gave my sister a shout out uh, before. My youngest sister, she was the one, my, the baby sister, she would go and read on her own. While everybody was trying to congregate around the television, she would go back in the room and she would go get into her little, little, you know, the little, uh, I forgot what the, I don't know if they call it, Sweet Valley High, whatever, them little books and stuff. She would get into that. And I would give her props as I got older and I noticed that. I said, wow. But again, see, everybody doesn't have that intrinsic motivation. Some people have that. And she did that for whatever her personal reason. She felt like she, you know, was like, I don't really want to, you know, be all into the TV right now. I want to go read. 
And for our children, especially too, if our children are not around people who are reading, it's going to be hard for them to develop that habit of reading. So that's why, again, this podcast is not just for children. It's for our adults. It's for the community. It's for my black people. Because we on a mission, y'all. We are on a mission. Our goal is to get us in a space to where we are making reading how it was before. Where our ancestors valued books more than gold. We shouldn't, it shouldn't be the other way around. We shouldn't have our children talking about, oh, oh, what, what, uh, what iPhone is that? Um, you know, what, oh, what shoes you got? Oh, okay, you got that new Gucci belt? Oh, okay, oh, you, you about to get that, uh, what is it called, Birkin bag or whatever? Oh, you got the new, um, Louis this? They know all of these designers and all of the video games. But then when you talk to them about, okay, so that's cool, but what books you got at home? They got a couple of books. And then the couple of books they have, they don't really read them for real, for real. Because they're not really seeing adults around them reading. And and again, like I said before, I don't say that to down my parents. They were trying to survive. They were doing what they thought was best in terms of raising us. But again, and I'm going to get ready, and, and this is going to be my quote, and I'm going to quote the, say the whole quote from our ancestor, our beloved ancestor, Maya Angelou, where she said, well, you know better, you do better. So again, this has been episode four, y'all. Episode four of season two. I hope you all are just gaining tons of nuggets and benefit and all of that great stuff. The title of this episode again is what is literacy? What is it? And I also would like to share with you all the books that I've been reading as well. And the books that uh, I've been reading, one of the books I have right in front of me right now is Pray and Grow Rich, A Faith Choice, How to Achieve Massive Success Without Compromising Faith. And this book was written by Halima de Oliveira, de Oliveira. And this book is awesome. I'm almost finished with this book. Um, I definitely could tell that I needed to read this book. This book is one of those, uh, or as they say, self-help books, a book that is going to help you develop an abundance mindset. And I literally, it's like I got this book probably about a week ago. And I'm almost done. It's like, uh, let me see, it's over 200 pages, about 200 and I think it says, what, 271 pages. All right. Really good book to, you know, again, help develop that that abundance mindset. I'm also still reading uh, the book, The Complete Muhammad Ali. Um, And I've also um, there's another book that I've been reading. Oh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. Yeah, yes, that's that's a book that, you know, I'm definitely um, I'm, I'm getting some little nuggets uh, from that book as well. Uh, that that uh, man's name is uh, Mark Manson. All right. And I hope that you all are immersing yourself using uh, 
my dear brother Zade's word that he used on the last podcast. Shout out to Zade and the, and the dope interview we had on our last episode. But I hope you all are immersing yourselves in reading. Even if it's a book that you've read and you want to read it again and again, please make sure you do that because there's a lot of um, knowledge and there's a lot of wisdom in the reread. There's a lot of things that you get in that reread um, that resonate with you because of the fact that you may have missed it the first time you've read it. And I will have in my second segment of this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing my beautiful, lovely daughter, Asia. So you all make sure that you stay tuned for that interview. That's going to be dope. And I'm going to leave you all with the quote. And also, of course, I got to do a little housekeeping, letting you all know about uh, my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom. Make sure that you go to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are so many different read alouds that uh, our black children in particular will benefit from. You know, I try my best to get as many books by black authors and books about black people and read those books or have my children read those books aloud uh, so that our children uh, could be surrounded by literacy uh, and books from people that they can relate to, from our communities, our experiences, our history, our culture. Those things are important and it's going to help build their, their confidence and their conviction of who they are while they are reading and learning at the same time. Also, if you're in need of a reading tutor for pre-K through fourth grade, all right? And usually when they're in the younger grades, when I usually get my students, it's more so them being helped with that foundation, especially that first grade and second grade. And then when I start getting those third and fourth grade students, a lot of times it's folks who are worried about that test, all right? And I tell them off the rip, I don't worry about that test. That's not my approach. I don't do that. So that's the approach you're looking for. If you're looking for somebody to uplift your black child while they are getting that help with their reading, are you looking for someone who is about promoting that entrepreneurship, that black history, that black culture during a tutoring session? Then you need to come holler at your sister, Sasha. okay? Go to my website, abclearntutoring.com. That is abclearntutoring.com. Click on that free reading assessment, y'all. So you can get your baby in my reading tutoring sessions, okay? And of course, I tutor online so I can tutor kids from anywhere. Holla. And ABC Read, y'all. ABC Read. I got to start letting you all know about ABC Read because we are into rebranding, all right? We are into uh, getting the word about ABC Read out there even more so. I've talked about it for sure, but I'm now doing, I'm doing some restructuring, getting some things organized, and we are going to relaunch our new logo. It's still ABC Read, but it's a really dope logo, and I'm getting the website together, so all of these things are coming like really soon, so look out for that. That's going to be abcread.org. And that's our nonprofit. Again, that's our 501c3 nonprofit organization in which we are in the business of helping to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in the black community. And last but not least is the quote. The quote that I have from Maya 
Angelou. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Maya Angelou. You have been tuned in to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your host, Miss Sasha. Please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. I'm still trying to get it uploaded to Apple Podcasts. I thought I uploaded one and still I don't, you know, see it on there. So I got to go back and do some little, you know, housekeeping with that, y'all. But you can definitely catch it on Spotify as well as Anchor. All right. And please make sure that you all are reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace. Parents and educators, frustrated with traditional education? I was. My name is Michelle Person, and I am a master educator with over 20 years of experience in the field. Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids' Education podcast is an opportunity for me to share what I have learned with you. Join me each week as we discuss a different aspect of education and find ways to make learning engaging and culturally relevant for our kids. Rewoke is available on all popular podcast platforms. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our second segment of Real Reading Talk. Again, this is your host, Ms. Sasha in the house. And I'm so excited about our second segment. Uh, like I've told you all before, this is a new added piece to my podcast, all right? I wanted to get our young people's voices heard about their literacy reading experiences. So I am going to interview or have a conversation. I don't want to say interview because really for real, for real, it's more of like just a conversation um, with my daughter about uh, her literacy um, experiences. So first, I want her to introduce herself to everyone. All right. My name is Asia Abdullah Colvin. All right, Asia Abdullah Colvin. Of course, you all heard her. She's, you know, sounding like she's about to bust out laughing. You know what I'm saying? You know, I gotta, you know, trying to keep it real chill. You know, so I'm wanting her to understand that this is nothing formal. This is all just conversation centered around reading. So first, Asia Abdullah Colvin, I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, starting with your age, what grade you're in. Um, also what things that you are interested in, um, you know, for like what you like to do in your spare time, a little something like that. Um, I'm 14 years old and I'm in the ninth grade and well, I like to read, um, read comics and stuff and other like novels and I like to draw. Nice. That is dope. And definitely my daughter is, I have two phenomenal artists as children. So I really feel blessed because I told them, I said, Hey y'all, the way your artwork is, y'all going to make a sister rich. Okay. So that's how we doing it. So like you heard her say, she definitely likes to read and she loves to draw. And also Asia, uh, tell us about, um, a little bit more about the types of books uh, that you like to read? Um, I like to read, like I said, comics or like, I don't know if they're comics, but it's like online type of comics called like webtoons. 
And I like to read those and like physical copies, like manga and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, you heard that. Y'all heard that word manga that we had another uh, young person on from last week that I interviewed, Zaid. He talked about how he likes reading those manga uh, books. Uh, I see that manga is real popular because I'm like, until he said it, I'm like, uh, manga, what's that? And so um, obviously this is something that the young folks are into. So I would definitely suggest if you're, you're trying to get your young people into reading, try out those manga uh, books. And so Asia, tell us um, about where is, uh, when did you really start getting into reading? Um, I guess, um, I don't know, like since I was young, I guess. I mean, I've always liked to read, but when I started like like reading more comics and stuff, it's like um, probably like a year ago or two. Or like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I really don't know. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. That I, you know, I, I wasn't trying to like really put you on the spot, but I was <laughs> because yes, you are a guest on the show, and you know, I want to, you know, ask you some different questions about the different types of books you read, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna make you uh, feel like you have to give a whole dissertation, <laughs> a whole big old speech about your reading, but I'm just trying to get. Uh, an idea in terms of in the young people's minds who are struggling with reading. And so um, just wanting to you know, get more of your ideas about why it is you like the books that you've read. When did you start reading? How uh, do you like? Well, I'll say this. Let me ask it this way, rather. What was one of your favorite books that you liked uh, to be read aloud to you? Um. I really don't have any, or I can't think of any, but can I just say the books I like in general, my favorite ones? Sure. Um, well, my favorite books that I've read are like, some of them are series, like the Parasite series, which is a manga series. And I also like currently like this book I'm reading right now, which is made up of multiple stories called Haunted. So yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, she, I, I wanted her to, you know, dig deep about the read aloud experience because, you know, I really love reading aloud to my children. So I was hoping she was going to say, oh yes, mommy, I really love when you read this book. So, you know, she kind of played me lightweight, you know, it's like, uh, I really don't remember. Um, can I talk about something else? Y'all see how she did that? That's all right though. It's, it's all good. It's all love. Oh, she got, she got, oh, she do now. What? A bad case of stripes because that book was hitting. See, and you know what I'm going to tell you, I see straight up, I'm not kidding. I literally thought about that book when I asked you the question, because I know that you all enjoyed, uh, you know, that as a read aloud. So see, there you go. Oh, I feel, I feel special now. All right. (laughs) She's looking at me like, oh no, no, she didn't. Oh, but yes, I did. (laughs) On Real Reading Talk. That's how we do it. So Asia, now... I want you to, it was something, oh, your favorite place you like to read. Where do you like to read? Where do you feel you're most comfortable uh, reading? Um, in my bed, for real. Okay, all right, all right. Hey, y'all, listen up. Y'all hear, I had my three other guests say the same thing, that they love reading in their beds. Saw so four guests in a row, <clears throat> excuse me, 
have said that they love to read in their beds. So parents, y'all know what it is, right? We have to make sure that our children have a little lamp, like Zaid had mentioned before in the last episode, have a little reading lamp. That's a reminder to me because my children, they don't. They don't have a reading lamp. But as you heard, they definitely make sure um, it doesn't matter to them. They still get their read on anyway. But I think that is so cool uh, to hear that. Our kids are like, hey, man, you know, I love to be comfortable, cozy in my bed with a book. Or even when you read your webtoons, I see it. Tell everybody, is this, uh, you usually, well, obviously, it's, what, what website are you going to? Uh, what is it called for those people? I said webtoon. Okay, so it's called web webtoon, yeah. literally. Oh, okay. See, I don't see. I see she all. Um, it's a webtoon. Oh, you didn't know that? I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. Hello, I didn't know. I'm okay. I mean, there's there's other apps to read like um like comics online. There's one called Web Comics, but the most popular that like most people know about is called Webtoon. Okay. All right. Is it a free app? It is. You can pay for books, though. Like, pay to read episodes. Oh, come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you guys heard, all right? Free app, y'all. Webtoons. Make sure you download it for the babes because they, they feeling it. And not last, but certainly not least... I asked Asia to read an excerpt from one of her favorite books. So she is going to do that for us, y'all. So first of all, first of all, Asia, tell everybody the name of the book, the author, and like prep us, you know, give us a little uh, backdrop of what you're about to read. Okay, so this book is called Haunted by um, Chuck Palahniuk, and it's a novel, uh, um, I think... It's about 20-something short stories, so it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. I only read one short story called Guts, and... Um, oh, well, well, so let, let, let me do a little, uh, what do you call it, a parental warning, okay? This, this parental warning is called, this is going to be rated G for, should I say gross? G and S, oh, gross and scary. I'm, I'm going to try to find a part that's oh, not so gross. Thank you. Thank you. Because we got them young ears out there. Even though I know them young people like, come on now. We didn't see. We didn't hear. Gross, seen, gross. What you talking about? I'm just trying to be careful, okay, as a parent. So, uh, all right. Oh, oh, what in the world? I just, see, I don't know about this, y'all. I'm glad you know. Mm. This I'll book, okay, yeah, this book right here, this this is more than rated G, okay. Um, um uh, not for children, not for children. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and it ain't for her for real either. Yeah, me as y'all here, see, we me and her, we gonna have a little talk after the episode of Real Reading Talk. All right, so you you find something that's that's cool. Okay, um. Now you can see what I'm up against. You let go for a second and you're gutted. You swim for the surface for a breath and you're gutted. You don't swim and you drown. It's a choice between being dead right now or a minute 
from right now. Huh? So you want me to yeah, yeah, please, because I'm weird. You're just like you're gutted. Yeah, your choice between so, being dead. What? So the boy in the story has like he's trying to get out of a pool because his um intestines are coming out of his body, and basically his butt is prolapsing, which means your intestines come out, and he's in a pool, so all his intestines are coming out, and Anything he does, most of his um, insides are just going to come out. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I said, y'all, that book, I'm going to, as for, from a parent's perspective, it doesn't sound like I would recommend that book to any age. Okay. And like I said, I, I saw, you know, something in that book and... It just was a little suspect to me. I'm just going to keep it real 100 because, of course, this is real reading talk, right? I would read. I'm going to find out. I'm now going to do my research on this dude, uh, Chuck. The, uh, his name is Chuck Palaniuk. Yeah, Palaniuk. And um, I'm not really feeling, you know, this book, just being honest with you, uh, from what I saw. In, but, uh, yeah, so... But anywho, that type of stuff happens, right? And that's, you know, that's something that us parents, that's why we do have to uh, be in tuned to what our children are reading um, as well. And uh, like that. But I am definitely so happy that Asia graced her presence on Real Reading Talk. It was such an honor and pleasure to have my daughter uh, talk about her reading experiences and Asia, uh, what would you say, what, what is some advice you would give a young person who is trying to figure out what book they are trying to read? What would you say to them? Well, I would say um, in order to find books that you want to read, like you don't have to just listen to what other people say. Sometimes you can just walk into the library and just like flip pages and then sometimes you'll find a book that you really like, or you can just do research on just things that you like in general and see if you can find books that relate to that, like sports or, I don't know, like cooking or something. All right. That's some great advice, y'all. Well, you heard it from Asia herself. I thank you, Asia, for doing the interview. It was awesome. And I thank you all for listening again. And remember to make sure that you share these episodes and make sure that you are doing whatever you can to get your baby into reading and making sure that you are reading in front of your children. They need to see us reading as parents slash caregivers. All right. You have tuned in to another episode of Real Reading Talk. This was segment two, still of episode four, season two. And remember, the title of this episode was What is Literacy? Thank you all for listening and make sure that you please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.